0: Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope that you are having a wonderful week. And if you aren't, thank you for joining me. I hope this is uplifting and powerful for you to continue your day with joy and blessings and happiness and all the things because I have a very, very special guest today. And it is an episode that you don't want to miss. I have Jessie Green from Saturate OC and Salt Churches here on the podcast today, and you guys, we just could have talked forever and ever and ever, because she is just such a light, so on fire for the Lord. Her and her husband, Parker, were doing tent revivals over the summer. They are just bringing so many people to the kingdom, Um, and I just am so inspired by them, so I loved having the opportunity to get to know her more, and also just such wisdom and such power in her words that I am so excited for you to tune in and to really get excited for 2021 and to really rise up in all that God has for you. So welcome again and thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. Welcome Jesse to the podcast. I'm just so, I just feel so honored to be able to talk to you and to truly learn more about your story and what God's doing with you and Jesse and Saturate C,
1: Thank you, I'm so excited to be a part of this. It's so fun, I feel like um, it's really cool to see how God's connecting the body of believers just on an international level. I feel like um, he's connecting people across the globe um, just for a really big move of what he's doing. And so it's just fun to connect to people on just a a different level. And so I love technology and I love that we can all just chat with people and see people's faces no matter where they are.
0: (laughs) I know it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, Instagram, it's like, it has its negative, but it really does have, it has a positive if we can see it in that way. And if we can totally, Um, I know for me personally, I don't know how you handle it, but for me personally, 2020 was awesome in the sense of it really showed me where I needed to stop fearing man and start putting my trust in, in, in the Lord and really not allowing outside influences to affect my identity or who I am. And, but that's because of craziness on social media, but
1: yeah, it's actually funny you say that because going into 2020, um, so I guess towards the end of 2019, I was just praying like over the year, like, everyone kind of does and asking like, what's my like word for the year? Yeah. And what's my goal for the year? And I was really kind of like nervous a little bit last year because I kept feeling like God was saying that he was purifying mm. like the church and the bride and that he was allowing everything to kind of come to the surface. Um, and I feel like, it's funny cause sometimes you're like, yes, like I want that to happen, bring out everything. And he's like, well, first I'm gonna deal with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like,
1: dang it, I, I wanna yeah. deal with everyone else. <laughs> and it's funny cause although 2020 was a really hard year for so many, I like, just like you said, I think that's exactly it where I think it exposed in a lot of us, maybe areas where we needed work And I know for me, like, especially like fear stuff and fear of man and people pleasing and culture and all of that stuff was like really like coming to a head last year. And I I really feel strongly for a lot of us, like we thought that those things were not issues. Mm -hmm. And then all of a (laughs) sudden, like everything became controversial. Everything. Um, (laughs) Everything. I said, I was talking to someone this morning and I was like, I never thought I'd see the day that, like, taking my kids to the playground would be but, controversial. And that's the time we're living in, where it's like, if you struggle a fear of man, like, it's going to be dealt oh, with now.
0: <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent. Like, it's just so crazy what is going on. But I just am so glad, you know, like, as believers, we can have a different lens
1: on totally
0: and, and see things for what it is, and not just what everyone else wants it to be
1: (laughs) totally I completely yeah and
0: so that's why you guys I mean man you guys are lighting the nation on fire with your praise and your revival and
1: yeah
0: it's just so it's so inspiring to see but but I would love to go back to really how it all started and where it began because you guys were in New York and then felt led to go to California so how did that all come about
1: Yeah, it's funny because um, a lot of times when we think like, okay, I'm going to follow God and I want to be used by God and transform the world, like there are things that we just kind of throw around sometimes. And we don't think that like there's actually like God's listening to those things. (laughs) Um, And so my husband and I, we were actually, we met in New York um which i really don't recommend for anyone like new york's
0: worst place
1: <laughs> oh, to date i don't know how yeah <laughs> it's like the ratios are all against you
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally it's yeah so that that was, that was a miracle it was, in
1: itself yes it was a really rough i'm like i should probably write a whole book just about dating in new york but seriously <laughs> um, that would be a good book yeah there it was a miracle, but we, we had met in New York and started dating and, um, got married and we both were on staff at a church in New York and honestly, things are great. And, uh, we were seeing a lot of people have encounters with Jesus. We were doing a lot of street evangelism stuff and New York is mostly a, like a non-Christian New York city is a non-Christian yeah. area so I think it's like six percent of New York City is Christian. Whoa! So it's I didn't know it was like, that low. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure what it is now, but it was that's what it was about ten years ago. Hopefully, that has changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was pretty low, and so honestly, living there very much felt like you were living as a missionary because ah. the culture is very post-Christian. And so, I mean, we would do evangelism on the street, and we'd be talking to people that had never heard of the name of Jesus. And this is like in the United States. And so it was crazy. So we were doing that. We were part of a church there. things were going great. Um, we I started a social media agency and on the side, and that was exploding. And we were probably like in the best position in our lives financially. Health wise, um, all of our family and friends were in New York. Everything was going great, and so our church did a thing called um, like twenty one days of prayer and fasting. They did it every January, and we did it every January. Twenty days of fasting. Yes, wow. but you could do different um, kinds of fast. Um, My husband Parker is very intense, and so <laughs> twenty one days of just water. Wow because that's his uh, personality. That's <laughs> incredible. That is incredible. But, yeah, they do it every year just to kind of like focus the year on the Lord. And so we were praying for New York and through the whole 21 days God kept speaking to us about California. And honestly, I I was speaking at a conference in Georgia at the end of the fast and one night during worship it was totally random. But I saw this like picture and it almost like played like a movie. Um, That's what it kind of looked like. Like it almost was like I was like daydreaming and seeing this like movie play in front of me. And what it was, was it was Huntington Beach, California. And there were thousands of people on the beach and they were running into the water, getting baptized. And it was really crazy and like just chaos. And I heard the Lord say, like, I'm bringing revival to Orange County. Do you want to be a part of it? <laughs> That's and so cool. I was like, this is really random and crazy. And so I talked to my husband about it. And he was like, Jess, the whole time we've been fasting, God's been talking to me about California. <sighs> He's like, I can't stop praying about it. So we set up a lunch with our lead pastors just to pray about it. And we were like, we just want to tell you what we're hearing, but like, we're all in here, but we just want to like, let you know what we're hearing. And uh, one of our lead pastors just starts hysterically crying. And I'm sitting there like, what's (laughs) going on? Like, this is so awkward. And then all of a sudden she says she goes, she was like, last summer I was in Hawaii. She goes, and the Lord told me that he was gonna call you two to California. Wow. Oh. She was like, we have to tell you guys <sighs> to go. Wow. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, You're like
0: hoping for a different answer.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I was like, wait, what? And so we were planning to go in five years and uh, we were going to just like do ministry and ma- We had a whole plan and five years became two years and then two years became a year. And then a year became six months. Wow. And so six months after that conversation, we uh, um, stepped down from our positions at our church. Um, we took like the little savings we had and uh, basically sold and got rid of everything we had. We bought a Jeep and we drove across the country with a two month old baby. Oh man. And we uh, didn't know really anyone out here. We had no, all of our family and friends were in New York and God told us to just start a church in our house, which was the opposite of like all of our ministry training. Like (laughs) it was like, Every, we've been trained by like some of the best leaders in the world on like how to grow a big church. (laughs) And then God's telling us to start a church in our house.
0: (laughs) That's so cool. That's so cool
1: though. It was so crazy. And then God just kept telling us to teach people just how to share the gospel on the street and how to make disciples and honestly just do like a lot of foundational things like that. And so that was four years ago, um, and uh, I kind of kept wondering though. I'm like, this doesn't look anything like that vision that I saw. Um, you're like, am I just going to come to California
0: and there's going to be people waiting for me? Can I tell you? Okay,
1: so that's what I like. Let's be real. That's what I thought was going to happen, right? Because totally. When you're like, you're like, I was obedient. Totally. I missed everything, and I'm like. And so the first <laughs> yes, picture, started, like a whole group of people, like Jesse, oh, come, come 100%, 100%, 100%. The first month we moved out here, I was like, okay, well, I need to go like preach at the pier because oh, so cool. this will catalyze what we saw. So I go out, I preach at the pier, Desiree, it was so <laughs> awkward and no one stopped to listen. Like <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, it was awkward. I, I was uncomfortable. Good and for you though. No one, you know,
0: good for you. Like I think, yeah. so <laughs> I, am um, so most of my, um, I used to live in California for ten years, and I, most of my time was in Newport Beach. So I oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm picturing you at the Huntington Beach pier. <laughs> that's also why I'm laughing because it's just like it's so busy,
1: and it's so busy. And I tell people, I'm like, if there was any crowd at the pier that day, <laughs> they left as soon as I started thinking <laughs> <preaching> the gospel. <laughs> it was like the exact opposite of the vision. <laughs> And it's funny because people don't realize that. And it, I would say that's probably like my biggest encouragement to people is there is a process from like when God promises something and you obey and you think that immediately you're going to see like the fruit of that obedience. Mm -hmm. But I mean, our first year here was terrible. Like we had major identity crisis. We were in the worst financial position of our lives. We had a two month old baby. When the baby was three months old, I got pregnant again. So we had two babies in one year. So they're Irish twins. And it's like, and we had no jobs. We were support raising as missionaries. We're having a church in our house. I hate this church. I'm like, I'm like. This is every every. You're like, like,
0: God. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, all the time. I was like, Parker. We heard from God wrong. We need to. Ask oh no. For we need to go back to New York. Everything was great in New York, and everything is horrible and terrible here. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> I mean, that's just a culture shock in general from East oh, Coast totally. to the West Coast. Like it's night and day.
1: Totally. Yeah. And, and day. it's like honestly, too, is Orange County has been the birthplace of so many Christian movements. Yeah. So there are a ton of churches here. Tons. Yeah. And so I'm like, for me, I was like, there was such an obvious need in New York. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And then we're support raising as missionaries in Orange County, which (laughs) I'm like, that is the most awkward (laughs) conversation. I'm like, So don't support. You're like, I'm in one of the wealthiest. Yeah, I'm in one of the wealthiest (laughs)
0: areas of California. Uh, Please support me as I go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it makes no sense. And I'm like, I don't know why God called us here. And, uh, but you know, it's funny because a lot of times, honestly, I'm so thankful for that year because I didn't realize how much my identity was based on, honestly was the success, like the success of ministry of even like performing for God, fear of man stuff. Like we were talking about, mm. um, there was like so many things that I just didn't realize, like we're still inside of me that for me to be able to do the things that we're doing now that are controversial, that, um, is what many people are calling is revival, waking up the church, stirring things up. I mean, we've had police at our door. We have citations and court cases. Like I'm telling you four that years is ago, crazy. like I'm like, thank the Lord this didn't happen four years ago because yeah. I would be in a mental institute. Like <laughs> it, it would have destroyed he me. He prepared you. Heart. Yeah, he
0: yes. prepared you and um, Parker for this. And it's, it's so cool to see because- as a, a, a you know outside perspective, like we don't get to see what you had gone through to get there. right but what we do see is so much strength and courage. It's so obvious that your identity as a as a woman but also like as a family is so engraved in, mm. in the Lord that it that that is what I think is also so inspiring. It's not even just your works. For the right, Lord, it's like right. how you are just living, you know, and being bold. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, and you, you, you touched on it before, and I think it it's so important because I do think that this is an invitation that we're all getting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes when things are hard, when we like look around the nation and you see like so much turmoil, so much angst, um, people suffering in all different ways. The church is, like, trying to get its identity worked out right now, Mm -hmm. and I think um, it's funny because I, this has always kind of been the thing with my husband and I, but we, we feel like a lot of times we have to go through different processes before other people and then can help them through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like like, the other day I just said it to our, a friend, like, healed people heal people. Yes.
0: So, like you are not able to help heal someone if you haven't yet received healing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I think, I think we're all getting an invitation right now to just like go in deeper and any of that stuff that's inside of us, that is honestly, it's preventing us from living the life that God has for us. Like I always tell people this, but, Um, when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, like he actually, he, he paid a sacrifice for you to live a fully full life. Like he didn't die for you to live half free. And a lot of times in Christianity, we can just settle, um, because we're glad that we're saved. We're glad that we're going to heaven. But the reality is, is there's so much more available to us. And, there's a translation, the message translation of one of um, the scriptures in Ephesians. I just love the way it says it, but it says it's like, God died for you to have a future in heaven, but that future actually starts now. I love that. Um, and I love it because a lot of times I'll pray with people or I'll visit churches and the focus is on like dying and going to heaven. And I'm like, no, no, no! Like you can actually live a brand new life, like right, right this now. Yeah, yes, I love that. I mean, that's what being
0: like reborn is. You know, there's absolutely, and you know, something I kept getting for 2020 was like birthing pains, birthing yeah. pains, and and I feel like 2020 we're stepping into like a rebirth of like absolutely. It's it, it, like you exactly like you said, an invitation absolutely. to be reborn and. It's just so, it's so exciting what is happening, although obviously it's also very scary, but it's, but it's not, but it doesn't have to be if we are in line with the Lord and
1: kind of where he's taking all of us. But yeah, yeah. It's funny too, because it's like a lot of times we can read stories in the Bible And we see everything from retrospect. So we're like, oh, those dumb disciples. Like, I can't believe they betrayed Jesus. Like, and all this stuff. But then we're like total cowards. Totally. We're like, oh, someone like was critical on Instagram. I need to take down that post. Yeah,
0: totally, (laughs) totally. Um, That's just so funny. I had to work on last year because I had felt like I had worked on it for the last eight years because (laughs) I'm a very like, private, reserved person. Yeah. And then I was, I went on the bachelor, bachelorette, but that was all like ordained by God. Cause it's not my personality. It's not what I wanted to do. I met my husband on the bachelorette, but, um,
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so funny because one of, I had to just tell you this really yeah. one of the girls I disciple Victoria, yeah. she's like, the biggest bachelor, <laughs> bachelorette fan, like in the entire world. Like, oh, she knows, that's so fun. You know, it was like all the people and all the things. And uh, I didn't have a TV for so long like <laughs> in my New York apartment. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like was out of the loop. And I was telling her, I was doing this podcast and she was like, wait a minute. And she was like, are you talking about the one that was on the bachelorette? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And she was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, she's like uh, an actual Christian. Oh, this is so amazing.
0: <laughs> That's really cute.
1: Oh, I love
0: that. Yeah. Uh, but it's so funny. Like, even like you said, that was eight years ago. And back then I'm just like, what in the world? Why am I here? Yeah. And then I had to go through some very, just, it's just hard, but it was because yeah. I, I had a hard time for the past eight years just to like stop allowing Outside influences to affect who I was. Yeah, because you know, I was very influential of like I, you know, that's past wounds. But it was just it's just crazy to look back and to be like where I am today and be like wow, like thank you, Lord, for yeah everything that you've shown me to be able to step into who you're calling me to be. But I think that's why it's so important in what you're doing with discipling. It's been so important for us, especially as women, to connect with one another absolutely and disciple and you posted that too on your instagram like why it's so important and um i think too like in if you grew up in church and a lot of the older women are maybe feel offended by the younger generation and then oh absolutely yeah, yeah and then the younger generation feels like they just don't understand us and so i think there's a disconnect and we need to start coming together as women um to be able to help
1: one another like totally like, well, we've all been through
0: stuff and,
1: if, you know. Well, and what's funny is it's like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like one of the biggest things, especially, and you're just like touching on it, but I really feel like God's emphasizing it is like the collective, like strength of the female voice. Like women are so powerful, like talking about the birthing process, right? It's like, <sighs> women women are powerful yes I don't think I
0: would I don't think a man could even handle labor no
1: (laughs) no my husband when I was going through labor he was like I am so weak (laughs) (laughs) um but it's funny because obviously it's like you can see the pendulum swing of it right because it's like when women okay so I used to work in the nightclub industry before I was so did I (laughs) really yeah Maybe that's why we're connecting so well.
0: (laughs) I was like doing bottle service.
1: Oh, I love it. I was a doorman. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But it's funny because, so when I got saved, I was still working in the nightclub industry. And I just remember thinking like, everyone is so competitive in this whole world and everything's about appearance and like status and everything And I was like, I wonder like what would happen and what God would do if I just started just like encouraging, like genuinely encouraging like almost every girl I see. That's cool. And I started to do it and I cannot explain to you like the radical, crazy conversations that would happen because women are so good at tearing each other down. Mm -hmm. However, on the other side, when we encourage one another and we stand alongside one another and we say like, listen, no matter what anyone says, I'm going to have your back and I'm going to encourage you. It is like a force to be reckoned with because it's like, it can be either so destructive or so insanely powerful. And I feel like, Honestly, I'm like, Christian women need to, like, step up their game in
0: this a little bit. 100%. 100%. And I think that even, like you said, about competition within, like, in that world of, like, what we look like, I also, I hate to, like, say it, but I I also feel like there's competition within
1: women believers
0: of, like, Oh, 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 like, Oh she's the stronger because she hears from the Lord more or she totally. can heal people. It's like no we all have these gifts if we pray totally. for them. Like totally. If you believe, we all have the gifts.
1: Totally. Um, but totally. it's
0: but it, I I'm seeing that too even as a I mean I got back in my faith like the prior to the show, but um it's just interesting to now be around so many other believers and there's yeah. so much competition. Oh, it's I mean, like I almost even that more that. because it's it, worse because it's a heart, <laughs> com- yeah, because it's like a heart
1: competition, not not just like a physical. Right, I it's know. it's worse, and I actually I do think it's something that God's addressing because it can't be like this. No, um, and I think that God, He wants. He he needs that to be healed inside of us, and so it's like you, you do that out of a wound, right? Yeah. So it's like you have to yeah. tear someone else down because you feel like, it, well, a lot. Of, there's a lot of reasons, right, why you do it, <laughs> yeah. right? But usually wounds. Times, I would say wounds, Yeah, yeah. insecurity. Usually wounds, and it's usually out of some kind of insecurity for yourself. And uh, the thing is, is like it's so funny. I just so. And I've talked to you about this a little bit, but I'm in the process of editing a book right now. Yes. Which I wanted to talk about. Yes. And one of the things I'm talking about is that is like, God really is trying to go deep inside of us so that we don't have to compete, but we can know that we know that we know what God has called us to and who we are so that no matter what anyone is doing, even if it's like your life, passion, and dream, Mm -hmm. you can actually genuinely cheer them on because you know that God has good things in store for you. Yeah. And so I feel like that competition thing, I mean, I felt like the the bait a million times, (laughs) especially like, I mean, like you were saying, it's like this hyper-spiritualization thing can come into place too, where it's Mm -hmm. like this person, like, here's from God, so crazy. Mm -hmm. And if you could just be more like this Mm -hmm. and it's like, I just don't think that's a character of God at all. Mm -hmm. And it's, I I think we'll step into like a really beautiful thing when we can actually just like work with one another and (laughs) encourage one another and be like, I love that you are this influential person. And I actually wanna like cheer you on and help you to, like, be the most, like, God vessel that you could possibly be for the biggest impact. Like, that's how it's supposed to be, you know?
0: Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe that is also, I do feel with, like, obviously the Esther rising is, like. Yeah. That's, I think maybe where God's showing us where our weaknesses are, too. And if we allow him to, you know? Absolutely. I think with women, maybe like myself, but um, we have a lot of pride and like. <laughs> we don't want to admit when we're like wrong or if we you know, said the wrong thing, did the wrong thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have to die to ourselves every day. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> oh, I just love everything that you guys are doing. Are you planning on any more tent revivals?
1: We are. So okay. we're right now actually, it's really fun. We uh, kind of, because of our whole process the last four years, Um, everything we do, we really do like with open hands, so we don't, we try to not over plan things, um, because, okay. So for example, like everything that happened this summer, um, we really try to just ask God, what are you doing and how do we partner with what you're doing? And then when do we stop? Because a lot of times momentum can be building and people think that the momentum is God and it's not. Yeah. Oh, very good. That's a very good. Yeah. It's, it's hard. That's like, and that's again, the identity thing. So if your identity is based on what you're doing, then you're not going to be able to know when to stop it. Um, So true. So for example, like when we were doing the beach revivals this summer, like it was growing. It was like on the LA times and just, so awesome. it was, it was insane. And honestly the whole thing, like, and it, it's a long story. Um, it's all in the book because I'm like, I. Yeah. It's such a long story, but um, the timing of it, just so many like little pieces, it was a whole God orchestration. But there was a point where four weeks in, it was just like growing and growing and growing and growing, and so we extended it two weeks. And on our biggest weekend, I mean, we saw so many people get saved, so many people getting baptized, like crazy things so cool. happening. And then I'm praying and the Lord says, this is the last weekend. Wow. And everything in my like normal mind and just how I would think of things. I'm like, no, keep going. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like we have momentum, we have press. It's just getting, each weekend's getting bigger, more people are getting saved. So those are all good things. And. The Lord tells me to shut it down, uh, and we got actually so much criticism from stopping, I didn't realize that honestly, and it's like there's all these hidden things that are going on, right, yeah. so God's about a big picture, we think that He's about these moments, but he's not He's orchestrating these yeah. big pictures. And there was deep stuff going on within leaders of different churches in Orange County that God was healing and restoring things going on in our team that we didn't even know about until we shut it down. Interesting. It's like, it's just crazy stuff that if you just kept going,
0: it would be, it would like overshadow all of that.
1: uh, Yes. And God is just he he really is good. And I always tell people, I'm like, he's a way better leader than you are. <laughs> like, Very true. Very true. I'm like, if he knows how to like create universes and stars, <laughs> like we probably should just ask him, like, hey, what should I be doing today? <laughs>
0: totally. Like, what should I eat for breakfast? Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> he knows. He knows. Exactly. And so I think though. I think even going into this new year too, for us, like we're planning more tent revivals um, and we're orchestrating a few different things, but we really tried to go into this new year with a blank page. Um, And I, my husband and I met and we just said to each other, we're like, listen, if God wants us to lay down salt churches if he wants us to lay down, saturate, if we never do either of those things ever again for the rest of our lives, like let's get into the heart position where that's wow. easy. And so we literally just like handed it all over to God. And we're like, what do you want us um, to do this year? That's so and for everyone that's like in our lives, it'd be like, obviously keep going. But for us, because we face so much opposition and criticism, like we have to know that we know that we know that God has told us to do it. Yeah. Um, because we risk going to jail for the things Your that we do. family too. You have a young six month old, right? Yeah. We have a six month old, a three year old and a four year old. Yeah. And so it's like, if I'm going to take these risks and put our family at risk, I mean, we've had threats at our house. We had to live in a hotel for eight weeks. Like people don't know this stuff because I don't share oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. But we had letters that had no postage at our mm-hmm. house. And so they knew where you lived. Oh, yeah. Like crazy stuff like that, Um, where I didn't want to share it on social media because I didn't want to amplify.
0: And it Um, usually does.
1: Yeah. And, and that, again, though, is like, it's like trusting God where it's like, what stuff do you share? What stuff do you not share? Um, But I do think this year, I'm really excited because I feel like people don't sometimes think this is good, but I will say that it's good. I think this year is going to be crazier than last year. I'm when with you. I, I don't, I I don't even like like touch the surface. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to, uh, yeah. but I think historically when you like look at honestly, like the last 2020 years and even through the whole old Testament, um, I think that's where like what you were saying before, when we actually have hope and we know God's plans, when things seem crazy, it's actually like the best thing that can happen for Christians Yes. because actually it's during those times that we see God move in the greatest ways. We see the most people get saved during those times. We see a backbone come back into the church. And people get their identities worked out. Yeah. They get new vision, new ideas. We start pioneering, inventing. It's like the best thing that can happen for Christians. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, even like the opposition, honestly. Absolutely. Because then it, it really, like you said, makes you scan your heart, makes you scan your soul to be like, where do I stand? And am I going to stand firm in that? Or will I be fickle and allow... Everyone else to tell me what to think or what to do. I totally absolutely. see just like an army of believers. Just, I mean, I see it personally, just as like just as you would defeat an enemy. Yeah,
1: we have to
0: defeat the enemy absolutely. spiritually. So, absolutely. how do we do that with prayer, with like standing firm and
1: absolutely, and, and
0: and listening to God's voice and be like and trusting and doing what you guys are doing, like listening but also obeying. Yes.
1: And so you've been a great
0: testament of obeying, which I, and and no one will understand it, like you said, but that's not the point. Right. It doesn't matter if they get it or not, as long as you are trusting what the next step is for you guys. And that is all that matters.
1: That's exactly it. And I think too, it's like, it's so funny because I, I feel like I'm just going to touch on this really quick because it's just like blaring in my face, (laughs) but (laughs) Um, I do want to touch on the competition thing again, because I do feel like it really could be one of the things that takes out a lot of people that God is wanting to accelerate and is wanting to promote. Um, And uh, I feel like it's funny because like, let's just take you for example, right? It's like, there are going to be so many different voices Telling you how you should be, what you should say, how you should do things. And then there are going to be people that are maybe like in the same arena as you, and they're doing it differently than you. And uh, you need to be able to honestly, like not be looking. I, I think sometimes we can look so much to the left and right. And especially with social media, just see what everyone else is doing that we miss what God is trying to have us do specifically. And I just want to give like a little testimony to that. But when COVID hit, um, it was, I'm trying to think. But yeah, it was April, 2019. God told us, he said, green light, there's a harvest summer 2020. I need you to move forward and just take one step at a time, but start training people um for the harvest and it's funny because we kept moving forward and we were planning originally this like Christian conference like that's what we thought it was gonna be at like the Hyatt it's so funny <laughs> what it turned out to be but what happened was um when COVID hit everything was starting to be shut down and so for me, I mean, this was going to be my first time, like leading a conference like this. And so I start looking around to see what everyone else Mm. is doing and what, like all of the big leaders are doing and everything. And I'm like, okay, like, obviously we have to shut down. That's what everyone's doing.
0: Yeah,
1: And I didn't realize that like I needed to not pay Well, I did realize it, but I, I needed to not pay attention to what everyone else was doing, but I needed to do what God was asking me to do. And I think sometimes when we can get caught up in competition, we, we see what's working for someone else. Mm-hmm. And we think like, okay, that must be the way that God wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's just so much more creative than that. <laughs> and I just feel like sometimes we limit what God wants to do in our lives because we think it's going to look like, this famous person that we admire, but it, he, he desires intimacy with us. He desires, like, he wants to create with us. He wants to innovate. And I feel like if we'll just focus on him and what he has for us specifically, I think we could see some of the craziest things happen that we've never even seen before, but we, we so easily just get caught up in like, what everyone else is doing totally, and then social media just makes it like a hundred times worse yeah. and then we're like I'm not worthy to do anything but then you're just
0: confused Absolutely. and then and confusion doesn't come from him so it's like oh my goodness you, you know, know that. what that's a word not just for like a believer it's like that's a word for everyone like yeah in <laughs> yeah. your job in your appearance in your identity it's like stop looking around at yeah. what. That's so good. I really like that, and I love that you you discovered that 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 wasn't the way to go, because it anything that woke me up in twenty twenty yeah. was the fact that everyone was shutting down.
1: Yeah, like that made
0: me question so much because I was like, it, it like convicted me even to be like, yeah. well, why would I allow my church to shut down? Like that's right. not right, not okay right um so that's why i just like loved the the like sean foy and you guys and everything that was just happening so i'm like yes like finally yeah someone is gonna stand up for what is right you know like (laughs) that the world doesn't see it that way
1: no oh my gosh (laughs) no (laughs) i
0: know it's so it's it's pretty it's just interesting so
1: yeah it's I mean it, it's so funny. It's like I, I feel like sometimes we're living in a dream world a little bit because I'm like we have a court case in March um for oh some doing and like all of these fines and stuff and I was just like I just never thought in a million years like we would have to go to court for like baptizing people. Like it's just are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And it's like, and luckily we have a great lawyer.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. But the fact that you even need a lawyer is just like crazy. And, and so the is judge is going to read,
1: Jesse and Parker, they're here for <laughs> baptizing people. Literally. It's like, it's sometimes I, I look around and I'm like, cause I traveled, let's see. I traveled in 2010 for a year as a missionary and I'm really thankful for that year because I got to see how it is in other countries when it comes to persecution. And I mean, even now the stuff we're facing in America is nothing compared to some other nations. Um, But I saw like, there are times and I, I think that the American church is just not used to this but there are times where you have to stand for your faith and you have to stand for the like the great commission and the preaching yeah. of the gospel and making Absolutely. disciples at all costs. Absolutely. And it's like not popular culturally here because we we've been allowed for the last 200 years to practice religious liberties. And so sometimes I'm like, I can't believe this like our are we in America right now? Because some of the things that we're being told we can't do Absolutely. was like what this nation was founded on to allow you to do. Um, but it's really, honestly, it's normal in a lot of other countries. I mean, it's funny, like as Americans, we like love the underground church in China mm-hmm. and we're like, that's so amazing. But like, we don't want to be the underground <laughs> church. in <China. laughs>
0: It's so true. It's so true. But I think that's also what God's awakening everybody to. It's like, "Oh, you can sit pretty in your pew, but not go out and shh, like no one in your circle of friends knows that you even believe in me?" Right. Like absolutely. So it's it's a call to absolutely. like rise up.
1: Yeah. And, absolutely.
0: And it's no longer gray. It's like are, do you see? There's stand no up?
1: gray. You can't agree with right now. <laughs> no. The gray is gone. Gray is gone. I'm like, I know what everyone has an opinion on, on everything. Every-
0: oh, it's so crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, but, we, but we've got to decide. We've got to decide. Yeah. So what is 2021 really bringing for you guys?
1: Yeah, it's funny because, so um, we did a tent revival in December. And during the tent revival, um, and that's another long story, but God had me give my Jeep away.
0: I saw that.
1: Yeah,
0: it was crazy.
1: But he had me give my Jeep away um, to this guy, Joel. And so afterwards, I was just journaling everything and processing it all. And then around Christmas time, um, I was praying. And then the Lord told me that when I gave my Jeep to Joel, I was like actually investing into the word of Joel. Interesting. I was like, okay. And honestly, I hadn't read Joel in a while. It's kind of like one of (laughs) those ones. You're like, oh Joel.
0: Oh, Joel. Good old cousin Joel. Yeah,
1: and it's like (laughs) it's kind of easy to miss. It's like so short. (laughs) So um I actually have spent the last month going through Joel, which is only three chapters. And I have been tearing it apart word by word, just studying it and studying it and I'm like telling everyone, I'm like Joel is the word for 2021. There are like a hundred like signs and clues in there. Um, but actually there's here, I'll read this one thing because yeah. it's really crazy. But um here I have it in here. Um, but I think it's I, I really do think that we are entering into a really intense season, but it's going to be one of the most amazing seasons. I think people, the things that they've been praying for, they're actually going to start to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're going to see more healings and miracles and signs and wonders like in America um, than we've ever seen before. Um, But one of the things it says in Joel 3, it says... It says, Joel 3, 9, it says, proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war, which that's like not the popular prophetic word right now, but (laughs) it's, I can't shake it. And every time, every time I show you
0: anything, it's not about being popular.
1: (laughs) It's the opposite. Yes. So prepare for war. And then it says, rouse the warriors. Let all the fighting men draw near and attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weakling say, I am strong. Mm -hmm. Come quickly, all you nations from every side and assemble there. Bring down your warriors, Lord. And it goes in and it's like, swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Mm -hmm. Come trample the grapes for the wine press is full and the vats overflow And then it says, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And it goes on. And honestly, there's so every single line in there. I feel like the Lord is speaking right now. Um, And I think we're seeing an international thing happen. But I think right now God does have his eye on America yeah and like that. that's not saying he doesn't love every nation of the world, but there historically are moments in time where God focuses on specific areas in specific cities um and does very specific work for his glory mm-hmm. and I do think mm-hmm. that this year we we are gonna be in a war, and I I I think that we are going to see a revival that's going to be a culmination of all of the revivals that have happened in American history. Um, Each have unique properties, which I can't get into right now, but there's a lot there, but we're going into harvest time, but I love that. He says, he's like, actually like, take your plow and he's saying smash it and turn it into a sword And I feel like he's almost saying like, okay, I gave you the harvest. Now let's, let's
0: get to work.
1: (laughs) It's crazy. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) 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 And I think too, it's like, when you think about it, it's, Mm -hmm. I I think God's taking every single trade, everything we've known, Mm -hmm. and he's wanting us to prepare for like, the spiritual battle that's ahead of us and taking every influence, every skill that we have. So if you're like towing around a plow, it's because you're a farmer Mm -hmm. and God's saying like a farmer is now a warrior. Yeah. And I feel like for every single person, whether you're like a trader on wall street or a fashion designer, God's wanting you to take those skills right now and use them in the spiritual war and I Amen. Know, it's going to be crazy. I, that's but a word. So that is a word though, because you know
0: what? Also like just from people I know, including just like even my own husband, like he's very finance driven and great with numbers, but he's like unsure of where his place is, you know, spiritually. It's like, dude, God has blessed you so much with just how you handle finances and yeah. he blesses you because you are generous with them, And so it's just, what I'm trying to say is a lot of people I think look at themselves and like, well, I don't, I don't know what, you know, my spiritual gift is. And
1: absolutely, I think it's
0: just where you're at. He will show you if it's, you know, even more, but wow, that was, that's absolutely. really good. That's really, I love really good. That.
1: Yeah. And I, I just want to emphasize that. Cause I actually feel like that's really from God, what you're saying right now for a lot of people that may listen to this is like they might not be feeling like oh like I can preach or I'm have this training or whatever and it's not about that in this mm-hmm. season. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like I keep hearing from God just like whatever you know, whatever you've experienced, just share those things. And it's I don't know, I always tell people like God tells us to be a witness and all mm-hmm. a witness has to do is just tell what they know. Yeah. And- you're not the lawyer for god and yeah. a lot of times i'm like i don't have like the best theology i don't have the bible like memorized but i i study it i try to pay attention to what god's saying but one of the craziest like most spiritual things you can tell someone is that god loves them mm-hmm. that's so <laughs> true it's like just starting with that and then taking the natural gifts that you have and just allowing god to use them
0: Yeah, I I, mean, I believe that. I mean, I live it. So I like have always struggled with like sharing my voice and I just have never felt like firm in it or bold in it. And um, then he told me to start a podcast. So just to (laughs) let you know, um, I love that. Yeah, Just to let you know, like if you don't feel equipped for what you're called to, he knows that you are. Yeah. So it's just to step into it, and he will show you the rest. Because from mm-hmm. it, I have grown, and now I can I see. What, I can see he what he's doing. But it's still he's calling me into a lot of other new things coming up, and it's like I'm not equipped for that. But you know what? <laughs> I know that <laughs> I know yeah. that I love him, and so love can conquer all. And I know that he will just guide. And but it's it's just it's cool to. Step into it. Like, just do it. Like, yes. You don't need to go get your degree in theology to talk about the Lord.
1: No, absolutely. Your story. I mean, I don't have a degree in theology. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I actually, it's funny because I was. You, you to have, to have your reading. degree in baptism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that degree is going to be all the way to court. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. It is true, though. It's like, I. I really, I feel like right now, God's just willing to, um, use anyone that just wants, wants to be used by God. And, um, I do feel like there's so much shifting and so much happening where this is an acceleration season for so many people. Like I, I just like, can't emphasize it enough where I'm like, there's just no time for false humility. Like it's time to just get real with God and just tell him like the things that you're passionate about, the things that are on your heart and start telling other people those things. Because I think so many times we can like play it small and just be like, oh, little old me, like, (laughs) I don't care about anything. And it's like, God he's created, like you're created in the image of God. Like you're made to like share in his glory. And it says that we're being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory. And so that means that God has good things for you. He wants to share (laughs) his glory with you. And so to just be like, oh, I'm okay. Just, uh, I'm not meant (laughs) to do anything. Yeah. It's just, we don't have any time for that.
0: (laughs) We don't have time for that.
1: And a lot of I'm times like, that's just
0: things that the enemy has picked absolutely. away at you and like has told you you're not worthy, but it's like, don't agree with that. Don't identify with it and stand up and be like, I identify with God. I do not identify with what absolutely. other people are saying. I mean, I only say that because I had to like live it. Oh,
1: same. <laughs> I'm like, I have gone through that process. Yeah, 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 I mean, sometimes I'm
0: like, okay, this is being... Thrown at me, so I'm gonna like write it down on a piece of paper and then tear it up and throw it away.
1: So that That's I like really physically,
0: I physically get rid of it, but also in my head. But <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you much longer. I know it's been quite a while, but I just was really so good
1: chatting. Yeah, I really
0: appreciate you taking the time to chat with me, and I'm just, I truly am just so excited. I'm so excited for what is coming for you guys, and just how the is gonna work.
1: We're gonna have to have you come next time we do an event. I'll will make sure to send you. Oh guys my
0: gosh! A yes, I want to come so bad.
1: It would Be so. I want you guys to come to, to Oregon. I maybe. <laughs> You're like one. Step my husband time. would one love it. Time. He like love. He loves it out there. <laughs> yeah. Have you been? I've never been. We um, were just. It's in really pretty. Montana. Um, okay, oh, right. Montana is. It was beautiful. beautiful. I'm like a – I've always been on the coast. Yeah. Um. But my husband, he's, like, looking up properties now in, like, <laughs> Oregon and Iowa and yeah. Washington. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and
1: yeah. Yeah. He's well, like, like, I want a mountain house. <laughs> yeah.
0: It'll be exciting to see maybe where God takes you next.
1: Yeah. It'll be – who knows? We never know. Who knows?
0: All right. Well, can you tell everyone listening how to follow you?
1: Also, we didn't talk
0: about your book,
1: but how – how can we oh, yeah.
0: get a, our hands on your book when it comes out?
1: Yeah. So the book's called Wildfires. Um, and it's the subtitles Revolt Against Apathy and Ignite the World with God's Power. And it comes out May 1st. Um, so I'm still in the editing process of it. It's crazy. Um, but that will be available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble right. or any any place where you buy a book. <laughs> <laughs> um and then, yeah, you guys can connect with me um, either online at jessigreen.com. And it's I always have to tell people there's no E's at the end of anything. So it's just J-E-S-S-I and then green, like the color. Um, and then my Instagram's at jessigreen, too. And I love I love meeting and connecting with people on Instagram. So definitely, like, say hi and just connect because I love to, like, chat with people on there all the time. That's great.
0: That's awesome.
1: Well, thank you
0: again. And I just, I'm just so excited. (laughs) Well, that was just fantastic. I just love Jessie so much. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I enjoyed talking to her. Um, I do want to leave you here with a prayer so that you can go about your day and just know that you are being covered by the Lord and just truly, um, truly loved. So. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so very much for Jesse and her husband Parker as they continue to lift you up and to bring other people to the kingdom. Lord, I pray for everyone listening. I pray that you are with them right now today. Lord God, I pray that you rise up within them, that you show them who they are meant to be, Lord God, where they are meant to be, Lord. I pray that you show them what 2021 is going to bring, Lord. I pray for discernment and decisions and clarity. I pray, Father God, for courage and boldness within everyone. And I just thank you for all that you have done, all that you are going to do. And I just pray for everyone to have a beautiful, beautiful day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. Again, please leave your reviews and share with other people who need to hear some goodness. I just appreciate you so much. And until next week, bye.